0: Hey, Megan.
1: Hey, Nicholas.
0: So, what did we talk about today?
1: What did we talk about?
0: Well, we did talk about branding.
1: Oh, yes. And our famous frog story.
0: Where Megan hit me in the face so hard. I did what? All that and more. <laughs> Enjoy. Welcome to the Refreshing Edge Podcast, hosted by Megan and Nicholas DeSalvo, about what businesses go through when branding, developing creative, and marketing their business in an ever-changing digital climate.
1: It's also about leadership, company culture, building community, working with your spouse, and whatever we feel is important to share with you today.
0: You might know Megan as an amazing wife, incredible mother, thespian entrepreneur, co-owner, and creator of opportunities at Edge One Media, and volunteer for every nonprofit organization that exists in Portland and maybe beyond.
1: You might know Nicholas for his love of coffee, tennis, watches, video games, and all things Portland. Hey, Megan. Hey, Nicholas.
0: How's it going today?
1: It's going great. How are you?
0: Oh, I am living the dream. It's my favorite place to be right here in the office with you.
1: Oh, that's sweet.
0: I know. Right. So what are we talking about today?
1: Today, we're going to talk about branding.
0: Branding, you say?
1: Yeah. I have some questions for you. You have
0: some questions for me. Why are we, Why do you have questions for me?
1: Well, because uh, with branding, I think it's an, it's a process where we both work together. At the same time, though, I think that branding is something that you're more of a specialist at. And I am more of a specialist in the marketing realm of how to market that brand. Mm-hmm. So, But we partner together, you know. And, Things so I have some questions about branding. Are you ready for them?
0: Hit me, okay. but not literally.
1: <laughs> you don't want me to punch you in the face.
0: No, actually not. You know, quick story. Uh, I say I don't want her to hit me because she has hit me before, like real hard, right in the face. Can
1: you tell the real story, please?
0: We were. <laughs> <laughs> we were in college <clears throat> we took this acting class together and we got a scene it was just the two of us and we were two frogs and uh, we were, uh, you know, I was distressed over water in a well and, and we choreographed, this was not in the script, but we choreographed this kind of fight scene.
1: Who choreographed the fight scene? It
0: was me. I did it. I just thought it would be funny that we choreographed this fight scene where we have some kind of conflict and we grab each other by the shoulders and She shakes me back and my head goes flailing back and I then push her back and her head goes flailing back and then she pushes me one last time and then she gives me the biggest slap right in the face. And it's true. Uh, And well,
1: when we practiced, we practiced this several times.
0: Well, that's true. We practiced. We practiced over and over and over again. And I was adamant. That she actually hit me in the face, because I thought that some kind of played slap would just be stupid. So I just wanted to make sure she hit me in the face, and she did over and over and over again. And um, so, so we practiced and we practiced and we practiced, and it was all fine. She she kind of slapped me. It wasn't too bad. Uh, And actually, a slap to the face it doesn't hurt that much Um, until. We got to perform it in front of the class one day, and I don't know what happened, but I think she was like, she got some um, adrenaline flowing through her veins. And she hit me harder than I have ever been hit before. And the, the professor of the class goes, whoa.
1: And I, I, to be honest, that's harder than I've ever hit anybody in my life. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I did. I get, got a rush of adrenaline. I was on the stage. In Southern Oregon, it was awesome, and I just whacked you right across the face.
0: Anyway, so we did end up performing the scene, and uh, uh, it was <laughs> we we choreographed the scene for preschoolers, and so um, having <laughs> a slap to the face was actually it was kind of a mistake. It's something that we would be mortified if our um, if our, our children, children experienced, had experienced that. So feel bad about that, but that was the, the story of her hitting me right in the face. So.
1: We apologize to in, all those uh, mothers and fathers of those kids. In that spirit, hit me right in the face with those questions, okay, Megan. Okay, I'm going to hit you in the face. Uh, so what are the top things that people need to keep in mind when they are first creating their brand, when they're thinking about their brand and naming their business and all that? What, what should they think about?
0: Well, I think there are several things that you should be thinking about when you are naming your business or thinking about your brand. And, th- and the first thing is that your brand is much more than what a logo looks like or what your name is. Your brand is what your business is about, what your business personality are, is, what your brand attributes are, um, things that are important for people to know and feel about your business so that you can start to produce some of those brand assets like a logo or uh, or even a business name so that it's all in line with what you're hoping to do, What what experience you're hoping to deliver to your customers or clients or patients or whatever it is that may be. But I think the the first question I would ask you is what is your business? What do you do and why is it important? And I think if you can answer those questions, those are a good solid groundwork for establishing who you are, what your brand is going to be about, and what kind of experience you want to deliver.
1: That's awesome. I, so this is a question that I get a lot, and I have a way that I answer it, but I'm very interested in hearing how you're going to answer it. Mm. So I get asked all the time, is a logo a brand?
0: No. No, a logo is part of your brand. A logo is the visual representation of who you are, and it does kind of set the table for who you, what your brand is. But branding is so much more than just a logo on a sheet. It's like how you speak to your customers and what the culture of your company is and what the experience of your customers are going to be. I mean, there are so many things. It's an ongoing process to establish who you are in the community, who you are to other people, who you are in the world. And it's an ongoing process, branding. You establish your brand and you keep reestablishing your brand to everybody who doesn't know you yet. The reality is that most people, most companies aren't Nike who's done a really good job of branding themselves and you hear the word Nike and you have these feelings come up. And so that happens with other businesses, but if someone doesn't already know you, you sort of have to establish what the experience is going to be like before they have those thoughts about you.
1: I think that's great because I often get that we are refreshing and it's, you know, that's part of what we go for. We want to give people the refreshing edge. So, um, which is why it's called the refreshing edge podcast the refreshing edge podcast (laughs) on
0: all major podcast networks you can hear it on apple podcasts google play stitcher spotify and so much more
1: people are listening to this right now they know (laughs) (laughs) maybe
0: they're listening on our website maybe they found it some other way that's true
1: uh so do you need a brand
0: (laughs) well i think whether you whether you consciously try to establish a brand or not you have one because your brand is really just about who you are and what you do, why it's important, who you are in the world, you know? And if you don't think about how others perceive you and how you would like to be perceived and what the experience is like to do business with you, then it will just happen on its own. And who knows what's going to happen in that case if you don't worry about those things, if you don't think about those things, if you don't plan those things. That's such a major part of your marketing efforts is just telling people who you are and you know why they should buy from you
1: so when you're talking about people and the branding being being an extension of them um, if a person has a business and they're branding that business should they then also be branding themselves are, are they seen as their own brand outside of that business or is it a correlation
0: well I you know uh, there we could talk a lot about personal branding and I believe in it a lot you know um, and in fact um, I have my own personal brand where I always wear a hat and you almost never see me publicly without one and people recognize me because I have this hat on my head and you know some people might think that it's because um, you know I'm kind of losing my hair and that's absolutely true <laughs> <laughs> but also you know it's just started started becoming something that i wore and people started kind of recognizing me for it and became part of my personal style and and um and so i just kind of leaned in and now i have this hat collection and um it's part of my kind of personal brand i i am in a creative field so it kind of speaks to that also so everything kind of complements. Mm-hmm. somebody called me a beatnik hmm a few weeks ago I think I mentioned it on this podcast but um that seems about right Megan is telling me not to make noise with my hands you know those little things that couples do that uh drive each other crazy I am driving her crazy right now
1: <laughs> so back to your brand um well it's true because you could be wearing a baseball cap or something else mm-hmm. um, but you choose to wear the hats that you wear
0: yeah driver's caps and um berets of a sort yeah some kinds of things like that i do have baseball hats too Mm -hmm. i wear those in the summertime
1: do i have a personal brand
0: megan you always wear those glasses Mm -hmm. glasses and the curly hair and when i made a logo i made for a different company i made a logo for you based on your face Mm -hmm. and it was your curls at the end and your glasses that are shaped perfectly for your face well, thank you. You are
1: welcome. It seems like you got a little choked up there <laughs> thinking about my beauty. Uh, so <laughs> I always do. <laughs> All
0: right. So anyway, um, to answer your question, I believe in personal brands and I think that building your personal brand can only help your business do better.
1: So how often should a company think about refreshing their brand if they've already have a, an established brand? Let's say they have a, let's say they inherited a brand or they have a brand? And they don't even really know that if it's a brand, maybe it is just a logo to them. Um, but maybe, maybe it is more than a logo. What'd they do with that?
0: Well, I don't know. I think that answer is different for everyone. You know, uh, I, I tell this story a lot in brand meetings where I watched weird science from the mid eighties. Right. And um, everything is so 80s looking—the clothes, the way they speak, you know their hairstyles. But there, there's this one scene where they're at the mall, and there's these people coming out of the mall with bags in their hands, and they're Crate and Barrel bags, and those Crate and Barrel bags look exactly the same then as they do today, and that is because they have strong branding that has stand st- that has stood Good. the test of time. Thank you very much for that. You're welcome. Um, that has stood the test of time and it's simplistic and it's strong and it tells you everything that you need to know about crate and barrel.
1: (laughs) So, uh, how often, so if they don't have a strong brand though, let's say they're struggling. Um, you know, they have a brand that looks like it was developed in the eighties and it does not match up maybe maybe there is a new building that is has erected next door to their business that is all like new and shiny modern looking and their old brand is sitting there rotting.
0: Yeah, so I mean I think the point of my story is that you strive to create this timeless brand but a lot of people don't have that and branding is such an ongoing process of evolution, you know, if you have something that looks super dated or is not resonating with your ideal clients, or you are starting to think about doing diff- business in a different way, then those are times to think about how you your brand will interact with that particular thing. Sometimes there's businesses that have this, these great, well-established brands that last for 30 years.
1: Mm-hmm. Is it important for you to like your brand?
0: I mean, I feel like that's... Uh, Well, I'm not sure that it's essential, but it really helps things out.
1: What if you are not your target audience?
0: I, I mean, I think that in order to be authentic, you have to be authentically who you are. And if you're trying to put on a face, um, to be something different than you are for, to attract your ideal client, then really is that your ideal client? Um, or are you just chasing dollars? Because if you're, not, if you're not being who you are, it will show through and you will not be as successful as you could be otherwise.
1: I think that that's one of the number one reasons why most startups fail or, or things fail is because they try to become what they think the consumer wants and they don't even pay attention to being authentic, being transparent, and being who they are. And consumers can see right through that.
0: Yeah, I think that's right. You know, uh, if you're not, yeah, if you're not being authentically who you are, it just feels fake. And people do business with others that they know and they like and they trust. And if you are being fake, they are not going to trust you.
1: Absolutely. And even if you're not in business, let's say you're, you know, just working in a business, I think that's true of you too. Like, you're only going to be as good as you are with people who know, like, and trust you. And so you just have to, be authentic and be transparent and be truthful be, be good people
0: authentic <laughs> be be authentic
1: Ooh. Uh, how, so what would you say about so a, a brand there's a brand and then there's value that people bring alongside their brand so do you think that it's important that the brand and the value proposition of that brand are similar or how does someone establ- establish what their value proposition is
0: well, I think that if you think about what your value proposition, what is the thing that you do that other people will pay you for? Right? If you're a if you're a chiropractor, that's adjusting you so that so people feel better and and heal and and become more aligned. If you are a web designer, it's building web des- websites that convert traffic into potential leads. If you are a chamber of commerce, then you are, you know, you um, are a information center and you're a business resource and you connect people and you run networking events. So, um, thinking about thinking backwards from what your value proposition is, you can then become, uh, you can think about what your brand attributes are so that you can connect with that value and you can put yourself out publicly in a branded way. Does that seem to make
1: sense? Yeah, it totally okay. does makes sense to me anyway hopefully it makes sense to everybody else too i
0: think i feel like you've heard this all before
1: i have i've heard most of it but but what question do you always get asked about branding that you wish people knew the answer to
0: why does it cost so much
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes that is so true
0: (laughs) I can get a I can get a logo on Fiverr.
1: Oh, absolutely! You can get a logo on that Fiverr. You can get a logo anywhere. You can have your friend make you one, or you can get it off Craigslist. Mm-hmm. But branding is not a logo, and that's I think, yeah. That's.
0: Well, that's that's the truth. Is that you can get a logo anywhere, and um, in a lot of ways, graphic design has become commoditized in in some circles. But what you can't do is go through the branding process and understand who you are as a brand and go through the process of thinking about each step of the way getting presented with different ideas by professionals who've ingested what you say about your business and Mm -hmm. sort of think and have an idea about how you might present yourself in a way that is authentic to you. And you go through multiple rounds of revisions on a particular logo that sort of at the end illustrates who you are and what you do and why it's important as opposed to, Getting something that looks pretty off of Fiverr.
1: And I think one of my favorite things is that people always walk out with us anyway, and I hope it's true of other agencies, is that they walk out going, oh my gosh, I received so much more than I expected. Like you walk out with a logo and you walk out with your tagline and you have clear direction on where to go and how to use it and what to do with it. Um, you know, I get people who remark and say, oh my gosh, your guys is branding. People are saying, I look like I'm some big company or I'm a franchise. And that's the point the point is to to find what you're good at and make it so that it's going to last for a lifetime not that it's going to go away in two years and if you get something off fiverr oh chances are there's tons of other people out there who do what you do who have the exact same logo yeah
0: so how are you going to differentiate yourself from the next person down the street who has the same logo looks exactly the same doesn't have any impact doesn't position yourself as any kind of expert in your field and you don't go through the collaborative process of understanding who you are as a business. This is very, you know, that process of thinking about who you are is so important to how you do business, because it helps you create these pillars by which your um, by by which you operate, and in the future you can test your business actions against those pillars to see if they make sense and they support those things and if they don't you know what the right decisions are and if they do then great
1: then you did the work that's right and we're all about that
0: yes that's the other question i wish that people knew the answer to (laughs) what does it take to be successful do you have to work you have to work hard you do there there's no shortcut to success. There's only doing the work and amplifying the message of the work that you do.
1: So my question for our listeners out there is what do you do? Why do you do it? What sets you apart from everyone else? And whether you're a business or you're just a professional out there working in the field, look at your brand, look at your resume and make sure that it speaks to all those things and more.
0: All right. So the, that's your homework. For this week. Go do it. If you liked what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Share it with a friend. Follow us on the socials.
1: At Edge One Media.
0: At This Is Nicholas DeSalvo. Or at
1: Megan DeSalvo.